0: 1945 on power business move on now to my rants and cents as we do every single wednesday and in studio this evening i'm joined by dr dumelo magamu who is a medical doctor but also events and a wedding planner and we're unpacking her relationship with her money
1: dr dumelo good evening to you thank you for coming good evening thank you so much for having me here tonight
0: fantastic i think before we get into your relationship with your money maybe tell us about you where mm. you're from uh, how you study
1: medicine but then how you also get into events I yes. know yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. I'm Tumelo Makamu from Liwa I'm a married mother of three beautiful girls. I'm a medical doctor mm-hmm. and I'm also an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I'm an events and wedding planner. I also currently am a medical advisor in a, at an insurance company. So I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all.
0: So let's talk about your upbringing in Liwa and what mm-hmm. exactly the conversations around money were at home.
1: Uh, I think my upbringing played a big role in terms of how I relate to money even today, you know. So I grew up um, in a family where we didn't have a lot of money. My dad was not Leonard, he was a prison warden. And uh, we were raised by him as a single parent because my mom passed on early on due to breast cancer. And my dad was a hustler. So during weekends, he would go and do gardens for white people and he would sell the oat layer. So we grew up wearing the oat layer, you know, mm-hmm. so he would get the second hand clothes and then resell them. And I remember at some point we were staying close to town and he would stock up paraffin mm-hmm. like in big containers and then resell it at uh, back in the villages. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of things. There was a time he had vegetable gardens and he was selling vegetables. So I knew from a young age that um, if, Chelete short that there's means of making ends meet, you know, through my dad, and we didn't have a lot, so I don't know what it means, um, or I haven't experienced going on family holidays mm-hmm. with my parents or going to a restaurant with my parents wow. because he couldn't afford. But he made sure that we went to school and we had food on the table through all these other hustling things that he was doing. So hence, I'm a a big hustler today.
0: It's so interesting
1: because, I mean,
0: now we speak about, uh, you know, people having more than one income and a side hustle and, uh, you know, uh, having multiple streams of income. It sounds like Mm. Papa had that on lock uh, back in the day already. So I think it's a fantastic lesson. Mm. So let's talk about, uh, you know, your studies. You go through school. You have your first job as a medical doctor. Did you earn as much as you thought you would?
1: Mm, back then, I can't even remember how much we did earn. Mm, mm. But it was enough for me. Mm. Because, um so I had my first job, but I also had my first source of income. So my first source of income was when I was in grade 10, grade 11. So I used to sell the chips and sweets and all of those things in school. And it was actually not allowed. Mm. But I needed money to buy cold drink and a pie. Okay. Because my pocket money at the time was only 20 rands a month and I could only afford once off coke, pie and chips. Then I figured out I need to make means to be able to buy a coke and a pie every week, you know. So I started off from a young age selling and then I had income from a young age and my first job as a medical intern not much but for me because i was already doing a lot at home mm. i was supporting my siblings we are five at home so together with my dad i was already buying in the, buying groceries clothes and all of those things it was it was comfortable it was comfortable yeah
0: so at some point you decide that you've got this events planning bag
1: Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So this book uh, started off as a hobby, Mm. literally as a hobby. And it was just at one point when I did a baby shower for a colleague and my sister was like, but you do this so good. Mm. Why don't you turn it into a business? And I never thought really that I could make an income out of it. So it started off as something that I loved doing. And I was doing baby showers and kiddies parties for free initially Mm. because Mm. I was just helping out. Mm. Then when it came to me that I could actually turn it into a hobby, then I I enrolled in a course, advanced wedding planning course. That's where then I decided to take it to another level. And it's what, 12 years later, we are here.
0: It's a very interesting journey that you've had, uh, you know, Domenico, it also sounds like you've been conscious of money your whole uh, life. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, you know, your attitudes towards it have always been positive or if there's been a time when, you know, it has been strained. of course, uh, growing up and seeing Papa Hustle, uh, you you saw, what, OK, you can make money. But mm-hmm. is that time when your relationship with money has been strained or has it always been something that you can manage quite well?
1: I do have a good relationship with money, Mm. if I have to say so. Well, good and bad. Ninety percent good, (laughs) and then there's nothing is completely yeah. Then the ten percent bad. Um, you know, some last year I was celebrating my fortieth birthday, and one of my friends said to me, "Ever since she met me, she's never seen me have one job." Mm -hmm. And it actually occurred to me that I've never actually in my entire life had just one job. (laughs) Wow. So I'm a lover of good things and fine things in life. And I do love money. But I mm. also figured out that um, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to find a way of spreading yourself. And I've never had one job. Mm. And it's possible. And I don't think it's, I can actually live without
0: without having. Job. Your things in many, many jars Let's talk also about, uh, you know, wedding planning And when you're an entrepreneur, Mm. one of the things that really comes up is pricing yourself And I'm wondering about that, you know, when you start to charge people for your events And you realize that you have to put a rent on it But you don't know if a person's going to go to the person next door And that person may charge them uh, less or more Let's talk about that relationship of the audacity to price what you know Mm. you are bringing to the table
1: it's not easy mm. and I know it's not easy for a lot of people that are upcoming in the, in the event industry and that's why I also hold master classes and conferences to educate upcoming event planners and mm. um, I was lucky that I went to a certified school mm. so st- when I came out I already knew where I was supposed to price myself nice. and but it, it keeps changing you know as mm. you elevate yourself and you need to put yourself at a certain level then the, your pricing also changes but um, it, it's it's not easy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I can't say you can reach a point where you can say you've really mastered it and you figured it out. But with experience and your work also speaks for itself. You are able to be confident and say this is my fee, mm. you know. But also your work must speak for itself as well.
0: And what's the most expensive a wedding that you've had to price for? You know, just where, <laughs> where, when you when you were putting the invoice, you're like yeah.
1: The last time I did a radio interview and I mentioned that okay. figures, I got into trouble. Really, offended. you shouldn't yeah. get into
0: trouble. Please do not <laughs> get into trouble for us. I'm also keen to speak about just being an entrepreneur in South Africa today. Um, of course, you've always had a full-time job and then you were able to uh, use that money to fund uh, your hustles. But mm-hmm. at a time when it was time for you to grow, asking for help, approaching uh, organizations for funding, how has that been?
1: Mm, I think also um, a business like ourselves and events industry, it's unregulated. So anyone can be an event planner in Mm. any time, any day. So it's one of those uh, places where it's really hard to get hold of funding. Mm. And I think for most data apps, you just build on the go. And that's what I did even with myself. So this event then would give me income to build. And sometimes, and it's also so broad. Mm. So you have to find your niche within the event space. Are you going to go into rentals? Are you going to be a florist? Mm. Are you going to be an event planner? Or are you going to be one-stop house? You know. So once you find your niche, then you are able to know which direction mm. uh, you're supposed to embark on.
0: I'm also keen to find out if you've made any financial or money mistakes along the way. Something that you look back on and you think, oh, could have handled that better.
1: <laughs> Not big ones because my personality ah, won't let me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a bit structured uh-huh. in I terms all- of everything that I do. But now and then I'm reckless with money, Mm -hmm. but my recklessness is also planned. So I would come out of the house. Yes, so I come out of the house knowing I don't have money, Mm -hmm. and actually this is my last sense, and I would still go and overspend, and so that's been my financial mistakes, if I was to put it that way.
0: You also mentioned that you've got three uh, lovely daughters. What do you teach them about money?
1: Mm, They are already working, Mm -hmm. my daughters. So. The eldest one, she helps me. She comes and works. She knows that I can only give her so much. Mm-hmm. And then if she needs certain things, then she needs to budget herself. Mm-hmm. And she's already into that uh, discipline of coming to work and then she gets a salary. Even the little ones during school holidays, they go, they help their dad in the practice and then he gives them small income. They put it in their money box and they know end of the year, I need to buy this. So they're already from a young age, I think we can teach children mm-hmm. Um about money saving and then setting goals and how to achieve those goals
0: one of the reasons we have this segment on the show is because we realize that in african communities we just weren't talking about money Mm. Uh, you know you were uh, growing up at home it was never there then you work and it's kind of there then you know you don't figure it out i'm very keen to get your thoughts on how do we normalize these conversations within our cultures of course at home it's very easy for you to uh, kind of Mm. uh, you know bring it about with your children but with friends and other relatives and communities how do we normalize these conversations Mm. around money
1: I think conversations around money are generally hard, mm-hmm. you know, in relationships, in marriages, in families, friendships, even when you see a friend is struggling and is reckless with mm-hmm. money, you know, it's it's hard. I've been lucky. I've got two sisters who are CAs mm-hmm. and yeah, they've really, really, really disciplined me when it comes to money. But I think in the generation that we live in, um, so much is at our disposal. You go on social media, you'd find podcasts conversations about money and it's up to us now to go in and educate ourselves and just um, take on whatever that is available at our disposal and then bring it into our families into our circles you know have money talks and say girls let's sit let's talk about money where are we struggling how can we help each other so we need to just use whatever that is available you know to our advantage
0: Striking striking a balance between living for today but making sure that you've got some for tomorrow? It's a very, very a tricky one because, you know, we want to enjoy our lives. But of course, we always have to look to the future.
1: That is a very tricky one. And I don't think that at any given time one can say they've actually, um, they, they can actually say they've figured out how to strike a balance. Mm-hmm. And for me as a person, um, balance in all areas of my life keeps on changing mm-hmm. on priorities. Mm-hmm. So, I prioritize, reprioritize, whether it's month to month or uh, annually, like I'll give an example for this year. I've decided and I told to my friends and my siblings and my kids this year we are traveling, guys, mm-hmm. because I've been trying to put money for so many years and you can never just have so much money yeah. and say, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is it. And yeah. I said this year we are traveling. So you're going to eat travel this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's my priority for the year. Last year I was turning for. My daughter was turning 21, and priorities was to get gifts for the two of us. And so it means then I sacrificed a few things for maybe some few years for those things. So I keep on reprioritizing and... I I never have it figured out at any given time. It's a
0: very, very fresh uh, perspective that you bring for us. Let's talk about the things that you like to splurge on, the things that that are are yours. You know, Um, I can tell you're in studio, so I know that you like (laughs) these (laughs) things. But the listener doesn't know because they can't see you. Tell us about uh, how you do, also reward yourself for hard work because paying yourself is an Mm. important part of it.
1: I spoil myself with handbags and shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's my one of my weaknesses, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. handbag shoes and holidays there and there. But yeah, you see, with, with handbags and shoes, even when I have nothing, sometimes I lift my spirit with yes. with, <laughs> with a pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, let's also talk about uh, getting advice. You know, who do you ask for money advice? I think you mentioned your sisters, are two of them being CAs. But where mm-hmm. do you go for advice? I think even though there's all these resources out there, sometimes you just want to speak to a person.
1: I'm, like I've already mentioned, so my, my sisters are my go-to mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and I'm lucky that I it's free advice. <laughs> and if they hear this, they're going to want to start charging me, <laughs> you know. But then also when you have friends or circle of people that are into uh, finances, then I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about finances, I don't want to lie. But then in my business, then I've got a financial advisor, people that can help me to get things sorted. So it's always important when it's not your field and your discipline to mm. get expect advice.
0: Yeah, and maybe not to also, you know, I uh, think that you have it figured out because mm. you are educated. Because, I mean, you are educated, but it's, it's important for you yes. to say maybe that's not, uh, you know, my 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 area of expertise. Mm. Before I let you go, let's also talk about uh, normalizing money conversations within marriage. And lots of people would think that it's easy because, but it's actually not sometimes. You know, how do you normalize that conversation, being vulnerable about your money, your financial state, or even your dreams in with within the safety of your marriage?
1: Sure. That is tough because mm. i have in a relationship for 23 years and it's still hard. That's a long time. <laughs> That's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's still hard and it's still tricky. But I think... Once you have a way of communicating everything in general, then it becomes easy. So actually, I would advise people to communicate money issues when you start early on in your relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's still, you know, so those are the times to discuss difficult, have difficult conversations in the beginning that it makes it easy and always have um, open door policy between the two of you, you know.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. It's been wonderful speaking to you and hearing about your money story. um, And we'll be uh, keen to even see uh, all your wonderful work. If people would like to uh, maybe get a quotation for their weddings or to hear from, is there a place they can go and see?
1: Yes, we are on Instagram, the Butterfly Collective and also the Wedding Butterfly. Our email address is info at theweddingbutterfly.co.za.
0: Fantastic. It's all we have time for this evening. A big thank, thank you, you. Uh, to you, uh, Dumelo, for coming in for our My Rans and since That was Dr. Dumelo Magamo, she's a medical doctor and also a wedding and events a planner. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za
1: or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.